Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Nick Anderson Fitness Podcast. I'm super excited because I am here with my friend Katie, who is absolutely hilarious. Um, Katie, how are you today? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Is it okay if I have my coffee? Is that going to be distracting? Oh, please do. I got a little coffee right here too. It's empty. So, you know, oh. it doesn't really do me any good, but <laughs> not prepared. No, just <laughs> uh, so Katie, for those who don't know you, can you kind of introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, what you're all about. Sure. Uh, I'm Katie. I'm originally from Alabama and I live in Washington state now. So big contrast. Um, I am a personal coach. I'm going to add some like fitness stuff in later, but right now it's mostly just like helping people set goals and, you know, rooting you on while you're there. So instead of having nobody to like check in with and tell you you're doing a good job or just, yeah, man, that day sucked. That's kind of what I do. So um, I also just recently got into stand-up comedy. So that's a new thing for me. Um I'm really horrible at introductions. <laughs> That's all right. I am so, also I feel like that was a fun fact about me, like what I do. And then a fun fact about me. I feel like that's, you know, you'll get to know me as I, as I start talking. <laughs> yes, that's definitely true. One thing I learned about you at the uh, retreat is that you love to talk and yeah, there's absolutely I, I, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> if, and if you will talk back to me, I will, I will talk to you. Uh-huh. If you stop talking back to me, I'll be like, okay, hit taken. I, will leave. <laughs> I promise I don't want to bother you. So. <laughs> I love it. Um, so yeah, like this is obviously a fitness podcast. So you are, obviously into fitness to some degree. So yeah. let's, let's hear about that. Yeah. So I also, like, I have always, I'm not a very naturally fit person. Like I am not naturally athletic at all. I'm very, very clumsy, very uncoordinated, like super accident prone. Um, Like to this day, I am almost 36. And if I am chopping onions in front of my husband, he is holding his breath <laughs> the whole time. He's like fingers going to come off one day. Mm. So I'm super accident prone and I wasn't really good at um, team sports. Like I enjoyed them, but I wasn't good at them. So I didn't get picked. So like they're like my, my uh, chasing fitness, my whole life has kind of been like, I don't know. And I've talked to a lot of people that it's very similar, especially from where I'm from. I'm from the South and like girls are supposed to be, I was, I also grew up in the nineties. So like girls are supposed to be skinny and very ladylike in the South. So like mm. that does not equate to looking like, you know, pink with their jacked arms, being able to like sing and spin on aerial silks at the same time. People are like, I don't know, that could be a man. So, <laughs> um, so there wasn't really like a huge drive to like bring me into the fold as like, far as like team sports. Cause I was very much the last one to get picked, you know, like, I'm a, I'm just kind of a goober. Like you've met me, I, you know, so, um, fitness did definitely not come naturally to me. And a lot of the times I was discouraged from pursuing anything fitness related, especially like either being a girl or just being kind of clumsy, which led me to not like really doing a ton of team sports. And I did, um, horseback riding instead. So like I, just ditched the team sports entirely. And I didn't even think about horseback riding as like a fitness type thing. I was 100% just the weird horse girl, but like, we all know the one. Years, yeah. <laughs> what's that? We all know the weird horse girl. Oh, yes. dude, I, I made the transition from weird horse girl to weird cat lady. The <laughs> programs actually run simultaneously. So it's, they don't each other. <laughs> so like, yeah, I um I also got like hit by the puberty train like midway through middle school. So like I went from looking 12 to like 22 overnight. So like that led to a lot of comments from family members. I'm built very different than most people in my family. So like uh you know, we got to start making the comments on the the 12-year-old's body, get mm. her some real good body dysmorphia going early, you know. <laughs> and so there wasn't like a lot of uh push to like teach me a whole lot of things. And then I I just like, I didn't even know about weightlifting past like bodybuilders. So like, I, I've been a huge fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger my entire life. So like, obviously I know Arnold Schwarzenegger lifts weights, but I was like, wait, regular people lift weights. I'm used to watching my mom do like aerobics videos when I was like five and going like, that just seems like a lot of work for 
nothing. So um, it wasn't until maybe like three years ago, honestly, that I finally got like serious and and got on on what I feel like is a good track with my fitness. So like, and I'm, like I said, I'll be 36 next month. So like, it was a long time of being like, well, I'll try this now. Right. The best. So. <laughs> um, so tell me kind of more about what that was like growing up as a girl in Alabama and having people comment about your body and like what that did for you later in life. Oh man. So I don't mean to offend anybody, but, uh, I went to Catholic school for nine years and like I said, getting hit by the puberty train, I went from being a very skinny little 12 year old to having double D's when I was 12. So like people were like, Hey, you need to be doing some stuff. And I was like, I, this just showed up. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened. I didn't put these home. here. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, I woke up one morning and this got downloaded. I, I don't know. So, um, but like, I also grew up in the era of like cardio, 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 all, all you do is cardio and like spot training works and starving yourself is the way yeah. and if I can't see your hip bones and you're overweight, you know? So like all the models and magazines, all you can see is their hip bones just protruding out of their body. So that's to me, I was like, well, that's what I have to get to like, and not understanding how bodies are just different at that time. I was like, oh man, I'm fucking this up. Like I'm doing something wrong. And like, I remember my mom had this God, I think it was, was it Jane Ireland abs video that I would just go sneak into my family's TV room at night and just do over and over and over again. Because I was like, if I can get abs, everything will be fine. So like, I just didn't really have a good understanding of anything. And like, the adults around me were kind of doing the, you know, heavy cardio, you know, oh my God, did you eat a cookie? Like, I can't believe. And so that kind of kind of confused me. Like, I, I didn't really know. I was like, okay, so that's aerobics looks like a nightmare. Like I, I would rather mm-hmm. die. <laughs> but, yep. uh, and I always kind of wanted to lift weights. And then when I went to a public high school, so my small private school didn't even have like a weight room. What is that? And when I went to high school and people were like, yeah, I have weights this morning. I was like, what people are weight training? Like that's a thing. And they were all on sports teams. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm in the marching band. Nobody gives a shit how much I can (laughs) squat. So like, eh, whatever. And it, like I said, like I, I went through, I did hire a personal trainer at one point. Um, it was the very first personal trainer I hired when I was probably like 22 and no shit this lady told me until i lost the weight which was an in like indeterminate amount of weight by the way for the record i'm 53 and right now I weigh 140 pounds i've been like right around that range my most of my adult life and she just told me until i lose the weight indefinite so arbitrary no number at all just no number lose the weight uh, also <laughs> i'll never forget she measured like my bicep a couple of points on my body and like my thigh, one single thigh, and then added that all together and then did some kind of magic math and came up with what my overall measurements should be, which in my head, I'm like, you're a personal trainer. That's a real thing. I've never seen this before. I have no context. I thought the five bow tie pasta and half an avocado that she wanted me to live off of indefinitely was a little extreme. A but little also, extreme. Like, yeah. I was also kind of like, well, I just don't know. So like, she's a personal trainer. She's telling me what to do. That's what I'm going to do. And like, it was massive amounts of cardio, like cardio until I was not, like, I mean, bright red, sweaty, like can't breathe. And then she's like, okay, let's go over to these uh, weight machines over here. And you're going to do these sets to failure, like full body weight machine workouts after like 45 minutes worth of cardio. Oh my God. To failure, to absolute failure. It didn't work. Heads up. Like it didn't, it didn't work at all. And so that really discouraged me. Like I asked her about teaching me how to weight lift and she was like, Oh, you're too short to weight lift. And it, initially I was like, Oh wow. I didn't know that was a thing. Like, <laughs> 
I had no idea you could be too short to waitlist. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know there was a height limit. Right. And like weeks later, I finally asked her, I was like, so what's the deal with people being too short to waitlist? Like, what's the cutoff? And she looked at me like I was insane. And then she remembered that what she had told me, she's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's not that you can't. It's that you shouldn't. And I was like, okay, why though? And she was like, oh, because you're so short, you're going to look like a boy. (laughs) I was like, really? Oh, I mean, I guess so. And then I'll speed through the rest. I like, I used to do the diet pill thing. Like I'll cycle on, do the eight weeks of diet pills, cycle off so I don't kill myself, do another eight weeks of diet pills. Doesn't work. Keto, you know, the whole nine I did. I won't mention his name because I don't want to be hateful, but there's (laughs) an influencer who I started following and he came up with, uh, I'll tell you the name of his his program and that way if you google him you google him but it's the four hour body and all it really did was give me a binge eating disorder i've never had in my life like as soon as i stopped following his plan binge eating went away but at the time i was like yeah this is what you do and this is the only way to do it and it makes sense and then i got hashimoto's and once i got hashimoto's uh i suffered from something called um extreme exercise intolerance And basically what that means is like, imagine being the most exhausted you could, like you completed a really hard full workout and then somebody tells you, all right, and now you're going to double the weight and do that again. The immediate message in your brain is like, oh my God, we can't do this. We have to stop everything. Like put it all down. We need to rest. That would be me. 10 minutes into like a light jog, like everything in my brain. It's not like, Oh, I'm tired. All oh, this sucks. Oh, I want to quit. It was like, Oh my God, like alarm bells. You're hurting us. We have to stop. And so like all of that together took 33 years to figure out like, what the fuck do I do? Like, how do I make this better? I have no idea. And it was, so it was just like trial and error and almost like consistent. I would get like what I call high enough off the ground to hurt when I fell again, you know, like, yeah. Oh, I think I'm doing, Oh, poof, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. <laughs> um, I have several questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the first one is how long did you last with this personal trainer? Cause that just sounds miserable. Not long. Uh, not long at all. She was also, built entirely differently than me she's like almost six feet tall very very thin was like um, a professional triathlete like I actually she I found out later she has actually no real training to be a personal trainer she was just a very fit person and kind of didn't understand that she was fit for herself that doesn't necessarily mean that she was able to help other people Mm. do that and after a while I also (laughs) I took spot training classes from her. Like this woman let me pay her for spot (laughs) training classes. And like, I was super broke at the time. So I was like, Meredith's going to get me straightened out, you know? And after a couple of spot training classes, one day she was like, I just don't feel comfortable taking your money anymore. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you're just not making progress. And so I was just like, oh, I mean, fuck. Like, I guess it has to be me if the personal trainer is telling me like, Hey, I'm doing everything I can for you. And you're just not getting any better. So I was just like, I mean, I, okay, I'm not going to pay you anymore than if you, if that's what you think. And so like, it also was super discouraging. Oh my God. <laughs> that's my alarm to not miss the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Success. <laughs> minutes in. Um, so, so yeah, I didn't last very long. And then I ended up moving. So luckily I didn't have to keep seeing her for very long after she was just like, well, it's all your fault and you're just not getting any better. So I don't even want to take your money anymore. I was like, I'm so fucked up that the personal trainer can't help me. Wow. That is like such a bad example of a personal trainer. Like it's that, like I had that classic image of like the personal trainer with their arms crossed in front of them. Like you got to do what I tell you or else you're not going to make any results. And then literally she's telling you that you're the problem when she's giving you spot reduction classes 
and telling you she's she's having you fatigue yourself with 45 minutes of cardio and then try to lift weights to failure like that's that's oh yeah that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard it's truly a miracle that i didn't hurt myself like i didn't have any any injuries from that like i i also have i i took a crash landing off of a horse when i was like 19 and really messed this shoulder up and uh that was another part of like a, the hang up to me getting in shape, I guess it was after I had surgery, they didn't really tell me what they did. Uh, but they told me at PT and my very last PT appointment, they were like, okay, so you're all clear, but you'll never be able to do a pull up and you'll never be able to do a push up, and you'll never be able to press anything over your head ever. And at 19, I was like, well, these are, these are the people that would know. So I need to listen to them. So I spent a really long time not using anything like any aspect of this whole quadrant of my upper body because I thought I was hurting it. And now like then I have like muscle atrophy and all kinds of other things yeah. from that. And then I partially tore my ACL running and then I partially tore my quad chasing after a volleyball. So like I have a bunch of injuries. You did say that, you were accident prone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a bunch of injuries that a lot of people wouldn't also like, oh, if you have a bad knee, then you really can't do like deadlifts. So you really can't do squats. And so there's just going to be all these limitations to what you're going to be able to do. And I think there's a pretty clear trend here of me not knowing and just ending up in the hands of the wrong people who like, I don't think anybody was maliciously intended here. I think this is just people who also believe things that don't necessarily work or that maybe work for them personally. And they're taking that and trying to extrapolate that over the entire population. Like this worked for me. So if it doesn't work for you, that's because you're not doing it right. Not because maybe we should be a little bit more like, custom with our assessments you know of of what you can do and what would be best for you yeah definitely I think there are a lot of people out there that will say like you can't do x because you have this like you took that shoulder injury you now cannot press overhead which just it's not true like it's going to take some time for you to be able to do that again but you absolutely can restore that in 90 percent of cases yeah um, and to just be like, yeah, you just, you just can't do this for the rest of your life. Now you're however old you were at the time. And yeah, you just can't, you know, good luck getting anything out the top shelf of a cabinet. Cause you just can't do that anymore. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it was wild. Like, and I just remember I was 19 and now like we've come so far in post-surgery treatment and things. And we now know that like letting people actually sit with joints completely immobile for weeks on end is actually horrible. Horrible. Um, you know, but at the time I wasn't, I wasn't a, a, a team athlete. So I, I was just out of high school about to go to college, but because I wasn't a team athlete, it's not like I had a scholarship for football or soccer or softball or something like that. They were not treating me like an athletic person. They were just treating me like that shoulder won't fall off now, but you don't get to do anything anymore. And I didn't get it. Like I got eight weeks of, of post-surgery, uh, therapy and like there was still all kinds of shit wrong with it and they were just like you're done and again like I'm 19 I was very also very naive that's I think like being from the south there's a lot of and being a girl there's a lot of people that are like telling you what you need to do so you don't really think a whole lot for yourself and you think of people in positions of authority like personal trainers uh like physical therapists telling you these things So you're like, well, then you would know, you know, you would know. So if you're telling me who it's not my job to know, then it must be true. Mm. And also this is like, you know, 2005. So I had the internet, but like, what am I going to Google? Like, (laughs) I don't even know what kind of surgery I had. So how am I going to check out, you know, what actually my limitations are? So tell me about kind of the personal development that went on, because, you know, I know you now and you're definitely not that kind of woman to just be told like this is how it is and you're like okay how did that change because uh I think we need more of that (laughs) I really think that I just I'm I don't know how to say this without sounding egotistical because sometimes it borders into a let it out (laughs) (laughs) well I'll I'll clarify with sometimes it, it it's it's bordering a problem like I have I have a pretty like I have a pretty 
stout temper. Um, it's like been a, a, a process of me learning how to manage it and when is appropriate to be like, Hey, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but I think after a certain point, I just got really fucking tired of being told what I couldn't do. And I, I just was like, this is fucking stupid. And then when I started dating, who's now my husband, uh, I expressed like he moved, we moved in together and he had just a bar and a couple plates, not even a whole setup. And I was like, what, 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 like, what is this? And he was like, what do you mean? This is an Olympic bar. It's a couple plates. What are you talking about? And I was like, well, I mean, how do you, what do you do with that? And he was like, what? Like, how do you not know? Like, how do you not know anything? And I was like, I, I, well, I don't know anything. And I actually ended up letting him teach me a couple of very basic things. And then I started doing what I now know also to be like an over training program. It was a really, really, really like way too much program. But I just downloaded this program from the depths of the internet and taught myself how to do it. Like I watched YouTube videos and I'm not even kidding. I would lift weights in my parents' front yard because I didn't have anywhere else to do it. And I mean, people would be driving by and like, mark, 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 but, and messing with me and like shouting things out the window. And I was just like, man, whatever, like I'm, I'm doing this. And I, I really, I would just, if I didn't know what like obviously there were plenty of exercises I was like what the fuck is that and I would just google it like I would just google the proper form and like cues to know that you're doing the proper form and like things to look out for and that was pretty much it I just I just went for it and like after I started doing that all by myself I kind of realized like oh I I don't necessarily know that I need anybody else like I don't now, I obviously did because I don't know how to write programming and that program was too much. But mm -hmm. yeah, I just finally got tired of people telling me like, you as you can't do it. Like other people can, but you as you cannot. And that just pissed me off like that. After a while, I was like, fuck this. This is fucking stupid. I'm going to do it anyway. Like, oh, yeah. nobody can actually stop me. So fucking and I guess if I break my back doing something stupid then it'll be over but I'm not quitting like I'm I'm pissed I'm tired of people telling me no so I'm just gonna get as far as I can on my own and then figure it out from there that's, so that's awesome. really it just getting fucking tired of it and being like all right fuck this I'm doing it my way <laughs> yeah it's awesome I think so many people are told like what they can and can't do and you know you're kind of a, a case in point of like if you say fuck that and yeah. do it anyway like look how far you can come from that that's fucking awesome and like I had no idea like even though I knew like gyms and stuff existed like I also had a really poor concept of like how how you can actually build strength and then like there's obviously I mean I'm not saying that I'll ever get to a point as a five three female that I can deadlift like a thousand pounds or something like that but like the concept of deadlifting like anything at all I remember I had a friend who was fairly fit and he told me he's like you know most people in the like fitness world which he's also not my friend anymore and kind of full of shit but I took this to heart he's like you know the mark of a really good athlete is somebody that can deadlift at least more than their body weight like at least their body weight or a little bit more and so that just became one of my goals is every once in a while I would fucking like I know how much I can do but this is how much I weigh and I'm just gonna put them on the bar and see if I can do it and then by the time I could deadlift my body weight, I was like, I might actually like at the time I weighed like 150 pounds. I was like, damn, that's not nothing. So no. like just I I don't know, like I, I had enough and I was like, I just want to see what I'm capable of. And I'm I'm not going to let anybody tell me no anymore. And I'm also not going to put a cap on like, you know, people like people would be like, oh, well, you know, that's a good goal to have, but like, don't get upset if you don't get there. So like a couple years ago, I think actually 2020. So it was a miracle that I was able to pull it off. Um, I set a, a goal of being able to deadlift 200 pounds on New Year by New Year's Eve. And even with the shutdowns and everything, I still made it happen. It was horribly ugly, like horribly. That's ugly. incredible. But I still fucking got it. Hey, you move the weight. That's what counts. <laughs> yeah, I got it up. And then like probably six months after that, and I haven't done anything since then, but 
I got 225 up twice. And I was like, and fairly easily too. I was like, holy shit. So then I was like, let's go over 230. And 230 might as well have been nailed to the floor. (laughs) I got this. And 230 was like, yeah, sit down. (laughs) Yeah, those five pounds just make such a big difference. (laughs) So yeah, just like not, I randomly said goals that I really didn't even have context for. And then once I got to that one, I was like, well, you know, at the time I didn't even have like a squat rack. So I could only squat what I could press over my head, which really wasn't a lot. So then I just started like really trying to work on my press so that I could squat more. And like, I don't know, that just kind of spiraled into, into something else. So at that that's where I started. And then like, we, I found our common friend and that's really what made it like the, the difference was that somebody who has to know, you know, with all the experience they have yeah. to tell me like, you can do it. You can do it too. I was like, everybody's <laughs> told me my whole life I can't. And, and, and you're going to tell me that I can. I was like, I don't know if I believe you. Right. And then I was like, <laughs> well, we're going to give it. We're going to give it a whirl. What do I have to lose? So (laughs) Yeah. And finally, you found someone telling you, first of all, someone who actually knows what the fuck they're talking about instead of someone without any proper training to just tell you to do 45 minutes of cardio and then do leg extensions to failure. Um, That's fucking stupid. But yeah, you found someone who actually knows what they're talking about. And, you know, one of the most encouraging people in the world. So like for you to go from everyone telling you you can't do it you can't do it to finally someone being like well why the fuck not of course you yeah (laughs) yeah i remember the like the like complete confusion he had like he was like wait why wouldn't you be able to to do these i'm confused is there something i'm missing and i was like oh no but it's just all these things and he was just like those don't matter who told you those mattered? And I was like, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so like, and then I, I think as I started getting stronger, um, I really like, I, I learn things like metaphorically, like once I kind of figure out uh, a coping mechanism or a thought process that works over here, I'm kind of like, oh, maybe that'll work over here as well. And lifting weights and like not quitting. I was, I, was labeled a gifted kid super early on, which just meant that I was never allowed to fail and that I was expected to be good at everything the first time I tried it. And then like, oh, you're not good enough at that five minutes in, you should quit and never try it again. And so not giving up on weightlifting and like watching how much stronger I got, how much better I felt, like a lot of my aches and pains started to go away. I just generally felt better. I was like, dude, I'm not ever going to quit. Like I, I could see like setting that 200 pound deadlift goal really changed my mind on like what I'm capable of. And so, you know, there's not so many areas in life where you can really have hard data on your improvements, you know, like Mm. how much better are you getting at time management? Well, you'll know when you stop missing the first five minutes of every meeting of the day, you know, but like weightlifting, you can track like I wasn't able to do that that long ago, but now I can do that in like 10 more pounds. And so like, you can see the track record of improvement. And I needed that. Like I needed that visual to see that like, I am capable of doing these things, doing hard things and getting better at them. And then once I saw that in weightlifting, I was like, okay, I have to, I have to like stop quitting just because I'm not good at something five minutes in, which I, I got from other people, but I also perpetuated it myself as an adult. So like being able to see myself successful in weightlifting, even though I don't, I don't compete. I don't, I don't, I'm not a bodybuilder. I, I just, I'm just for fun for my own personal game. And, uh, really that mindset, I was like, Oh, Holy shit. I wish I'd found that. Like, I wish I'd had this a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think, um, weightlifting is definitely one of those like gateways into being able to see your own success because it's one of those things that you can progress very quickly. And especially when you're first starting it, like, you know, it takes a little while to figure out technique and make sure you're not doing anything to hurt yourself. And then once you get that down, like, 
it the weights that you add to the bar or on the dumbbells, whatever, they stack up very fast. And like you said, it's very, very easy to see that progress. Be like, okay, I did five less pounds last week. Yeah. I can do five more this week and then five more with the week after that. And you know, that's, it's very visual, like, okay, this is my progress. And then you carry that over into the rest of your life because you're like, okay, if I can do this, I could do fucking anything because yeah. you know, you, it's hard to see progress in anything else. So knowing that you have something that you're progressing in is awesome. And you said about like not giving up and we do that so often, right? Like we think yeah. we're supposed to, you know, walk into a gym, be able to deadlift the first time with, with perfect technique or, yeah. you know, pick up a guitar and automatically play stairway to heaven. Like that's not how this shit works. Yeah. Like, it takes time to be able to learn shit yeah. and not giving up and just pushing through it. It carries over to so many other aspects of your life. And that's fucking awesome. I love it. It is. And I, so like I said, I, I grew up riding horses and I was really good at that. Like I was really good at that. I competed. I was just not, my family really couldn't afford to like take it to the next level. So like, but I, I remember being fairly young and I started riding horses right around the, I'm about, I already told you how old I am, but <laughs> this will really put it in context. I started riding horses right after Christopher Reeve fell and broke his back. And I was a huge Superman fan at the time, like big time. And my mom was like, you're never going to ride horses. This is terrifying. You're going to be scared to death. And I wasn't. And nobody knew because I was a very scared kid. So nobody knew why I was not scared of riding horses. But I competed and I won all the time, like all the time. And so I got to see myself successful. And that built me a little bit of confidence as a kid. But once I fell and had a really bad injury, I didn't ride for a really long time. So I didn't have. A, a thing where I could see myself consistently successful, like, or have setbacks and then overcome them. So like, I was just like wandering through life kind of aimlessly. And that, you know, it also helped me think of things like processing, you know, negative thoughts and things like that. Sometimes we have things that come up and at the first thought of it, you really can't comprehend it. You really can't wrap your head around it. But like, if you keep trying, you can eventually. And I, I really equate that. And like, I ran this by my therapist. So like, if anybody has an issue with it, they can take it up with her, (laughs) 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 Uh, you know, seeing like that if I just don't quit and I, maybe I couldn't deadlift 225 pounds when I first started off, like I couldn't have, I I don't hurt myself if I walked and tried that. But I kept trying and maybe this really negative mindset that I've been trying and trying and trying to get rid of for years. And it's just kind of lingering and lingering. Well, it's because it's 225 pounds and I just can't get there yet. Like I'm just not there yet, but that doesn't mean I won't get there. And so like the, just the not quitting aspect of it really, like, I think that's my favorite quality is like, and I also want to be clear to say that I was not super stoked on going uh, while I wanted to learn how to lift weights. I was very intimidated by going to the gym again. after that one personal trainer was so ugly Mm. and the gym I go to really caters to bodybuilders. So like I am surrounded by like the biggest, most jacked people at all times, which can be super intimidating when you walk into that. So like, I remember being like, God, I have to go to the gym. And then slowly but surely, you know, when, especially when I talk to people now and they're like, I just can't get in the gym. You know, I just really can't do it. Like, I know I need to, but I just really can't. I'm like, I used to be you. I I promise, even though I wanted to lift weights, I promise I used to be you. And if you'll just go for three months and actually be consistent with it and actually take it seriously, you can do anything for three months, except like starve yourself, you know? So like, (laughs) Just try for three months and give it your best. And then tell me like, if you hate it, then you hate it. And maybe I'm wrong, but I hated it too. I was not happy. I also like the experience of your CNS getting overwhelmed for the first couple of times of like, oh, this is bad and everything's awful. And I want to quit. Like, no, you're, you're not hurting yourself. It's just never done that before. So right. Hour through, don't don't hurt yourself. Like, oh, I feel like my low back is about to give in. Better do twin more. But, <laughs> like, it's just hard but you can do hard things and like consistently being able to do hard things and like I guess I didn't even really think about it until some of my friends that I really look up to is like 
very strong people uh were like what you said wait did you just say you deadlifted 200 pounds today it's new year's eve what the fuck like what are you doing and i was like i had to, i had to try like i said i was gonna it's the last day of the year I don't want to make it tomorrow. I won't make it tomorrow. I'm going to be hung over. So like, <laughs> I have to try. I have to try. And so I really like, I really don't, I, I wish I could explain more other than the fact that I'm one of the most stubborn people on the face of the earth. Like it's going to take a lot for me to, once I've decided I'm going to do it, you, it's, it's going to take a lot to get me off of that path. And yeah, i just I was like man this actually has changed so much in my life and I, I know like people hate to hear that you know like it seems so cliche to be it like does, oh but... my god it changed my life forever but it really it really did and I would I would never undo any of it yeah it really does and I know it sounds cliche but it's cliche because it's, it's true like it, it really does how did you feel after you know you pushed through that three months of being around the big jacked dudes at the gym totally fine like not only do people really not fuck with you, like, and I mean, there are gyms. So like when I go visit my parents, I'm getting fucked with. I, and, and when I go to the gym near my parents' house, I'm getting the whole shoulder tap, take your headphones out. Hey, I just had something stupid to say to you. Like, bro, I will knock your teeth out. What are you doing? Um, but the gym I go to now, I had one girl come up and tell me I needed to do really wide grip bench presses. And I just was like, one, didn't ask. Two, not my personal trainer. Three, have a shoulder injury. Wide grip uh, bench presses are really dangerous. Like, I don't want to tear my pecs. Thank you very much. Um, but other than that, like, nobody fucks with me. Nobody's rude to me. In fact, some of them, like, once they started seeing me come regularly, were like, hey, good to see you back again. Like, you know, just kind of not bring me into the fold, but didn't make me feel like nobody made me feel like I didn't belong there. And like I said, for the most part, people are too busy doing their own shit, especially bodybuilders. Bodybuilders are in there with a fucking purpose. And like yep. power lifters are in there with a fucking purpose. They are not there to look at your gym outfit or how you just tripped over that dumbbell you forgot was there. They're not paying attention to you. They have a fucking mission and you aren't part of it. And once you really start to accept and understand that, like, yes, it's horribly intimidating at first, but- I think a lot of people confuse like confidence and vulnerability. Like you have to be confident to be vulnerable, but you actually have to be vulnerable to be confident. Like confidence comes from vulnerability. So if I had just been like, oh no, I can't be around bodybuilders all day. I would have never gotten there because I would have ended up at Planet Fitness, which no hate on Planet Fitness, but like I wanted free weights. I want to lift heavy weight and Planet Fitness does not want you to lift heavy weight. So mm -hmm. I was like, man, I got to make this work. Like I, 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 I just have to get over it. And people were so nice that I was like, my, even, even my socially awkward self, I was like, you know what, this is, this is really good. And I, I, when my gym closed during the pandemic, I was like, what am I, <laughs> I had a 200 pound deadlift goal. I won't make it now. Like I don't have 200 pounds at home. I'll never right. get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny how those um like, gyms that cater to specific crowds like like you are at one that caters to bodybuilders my gym caters to powerlifters and olympic lifters and the community in those gyms is a lot more welcoming than if you were to go to like a planet fitness or i used to work out really? in an anytime fitness where it was just like dudes who are grunting the whole time and like taking up all the weight and Showing taking up off. five different pieces of equipment, flexing in the mirror in front of you, and like will come up to you and say and shit. Girls off the rack, you yeah, know. exactly. But if you go to like a place that's a little more catered to somebody, like the community is much better. And I, it really you, know, you would think it would be the opposite because yeah. you know it's people that are in there with a purpose, but that's their purpose. They're not there to look at you. They're not there to you know. Maybe I'm taking a five minute rest and I'm watching somebody, but like that's about sure, it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, you can't help it, you know, like, it's, I'm not, now I'm not going to be like, oh, get nervous. But like, if you're doing some wild shit in the gym, somebody's going to see you, you know, there's videos on the internet of people doing any number of insane things in the gym. So like, if you download some program from some person who tells you to go wild on the cable machines and use them like monkey bars, I can't help you if everybody's looking at you like you might have three heads. 
but (laughs) for the most part nobody is fucking with you like nobody is gonna fuck with you and if they do i think another great thing that a lot of i i think is getting a lot more traction now but like locally owned gyms somebody that is from the area that owns it they're invested in their community and i am lucky i have a great gym owner who like they have a a policy on the wall like if you creep people out and we have to come talk to you there's a very good chance you'll get asked to not come back wow and I, i did have an experience with a guy that I wasn't actually scared of, um, but I did not appreciate his behavior at all. And it was just over and over and over again. And I finally went to somebody at the at the front desk and I was like, I am not trying to stir up shit, but if you don't do something about it, I'm going to. And I think you're going to want to do whatever you're going to want to do and not have me handle it. And I never saw him again. I wow. never saw him again. I don't That's... know if they fired him as a client or if he just got so mad when he was told his behavior is inappropriate. Um, that he just never came back, but I never saw that dude again. So like people will also advocate for you if you put yourself out there. Like if you, especially like the gym owner saw me in there all the time. He was like, I don't want her run off, but that's not fair. And he takes it very seriously that females should not be made to feel uncomfortable. In, Absolutely. In his so like, just put yourself out there, just go for it. And yes, sometimes it is going to blow up in your face. Sometimes it is going to go wrong. Sometimes you're going to feel really strong going in there and then you cannot lift what you usually can. And that's another thing of like resilience of not being allowed, like not allowing yourself to be like, Oh, well, it's all lost now. Cause last week I could deadlift 165 and today 130 is killing me. Like it's just going to be that way sometimes. Yes. And that, that resilience of letting your brain just accept there's nothing wrong with you. You didn't do anything wrong. This is just normal. Some days, eight hours of sleep is plenty. And then another day you wake up with six and you're like, you know, I'm not doing so bad. But then sometimes you got nine hours of sleep and you're like, I'm fucking dying. I need to go back to bed. Right. It, you, I think it, it's one of those things that really helped me stop thinking in shades of white, white and black. There's so much gray area and you just have to get comfortable with that gray area in every aspect of life, honestly. Yeah, I love what you said about, you know, one day you'll be able to go in and lift 165 and then the next day 130 feels like shit uh, because strength fluctuates so much and yeah. you know people get really discouraged if they can't lift a weight that they did last week, but maybe you got less sleep. Maybe you're just, it's just one of those days and you're feeling like shit. Like today I filmed myself in the gym and my sumo deadlift technique was garbage. And like, I know that I have good technique most of the time, but you know, sometimes you know, my central nervous system is fatigued. Like I'm not feeling my best. So it's fine. We move on. Tomorrow's another day. Like, don't let it get you down. Don't fucking give up. No, just don't give up. And really like once that really became clear that you really only fuck it up if you just stop and never try again, like never try again. Like I actually, this is the longest. I just recently got back in the gym for the first time since really like November of last year, because I've been having some health issues that kind of came out of nowhere. And the, the first one just made me feel really bad and kind of freaked me out a little bit. So, and then going to the gym did kind of exacerbate it a little bit. So I was like, well, I just need to wait until I get this under control before I go back. And then right after I got the first one under control, I got gastritis. <laughs> and so not, even, not only was I like, I couldn't eat, like my stomach was, I got stress induced gastritis and I just couldn't eat. Like I had no appetite. My stomach hurt all the time and because I couldn't eat enough really to get through a day. I definitely couldn't go to the gym. Like I would try and I would be like halfway through a workout. Like I have to walk home and I better, I better walk home fast. Cause I'm so lightheaded. I might like, I might crash on the way there. And so that really got in my head again, like, oh man, maybe I've lost all of it. Maybe I have to start all the way over. And I, I, and then it, then it did become at, at a certain point, it was totally legitimate that I wasn't in there. And then at, I even three years into what I, I love it, it still even got in my head of like, oh, it's too late. Oh, I've lost so much progress. How can I start now when I haven't th- like for so long? And so just to be clear, like everybody goes through those, those phases, like of this is pointless. Like this is, I'm, I'm just totally fucked. And I really love that weightlifting is something that even if you have to come back a little bit lighter, like you regain your strength a lot faster than you expect to. Like, obviously I can't deadlift 225 pounds right now, 
But a couple of weeks ago, I was like, fuck it. I need a really hard workout today. We're going to go for it. I'm not going to be able to walk tomorrow, but I'm deadlifting 175 pounds today. Like <laughs> I'm fucking doing it. I'm fucking doing it. And just that, like after, especially after a couple setbacks, like, oh, wow, my strength is coming back. It's coming back pretty fast. If you'll just give it another shot, it it's going to come back. So just like, again, don't quit. Like, just don't quit. And it will come back. Just yeah, be, definitely. Get out I, of your own head. Absolutely. Get out of your own head. Because when you have setbacks, it's so easy to be like, well, fuck this. Like, I worked so hard for this. And now I don't have it anymore. But you've already built a baseline. You're already at like, you're way better than when you first started. Yeah. You may not be as strong as you were a year ago but you're a hell of a lot stronger than you were three years ago when you didn't lift at all yeah i didn't do anything and everything hurt and i was tired all the time i had no energy and i was just like a blob of human being this is like so depressed and that's another thing like you get endorphins like your body needs this shit and that's an i i like (laughs) i really try not to be the friend that's like you know what you need to do you just need to go to the gym because nobody likes that friend no. even when they're right like even when it's the fucking truth like you want to get punched in the mouth because that's <laughs> how you get punched in the mouth and so when my friends are like you know i'm just tired all the time and uh, especially i'm in my mid-30s i have a bunch of friends in their mid-30s they're like things are starting to hurt and i'm starting to lose mobility and endurance and strength and i'm like well what are you doing about it oh, well, you know, these things happen. And that was actually one of my favorite things about being diagnosed with Hashimoto's is the first doctor that I talked to about it told me, well, you did just turn 30. I was like, I am going to lose my friggin' mind. I'm going to flip your whole table and <laughs> destroy this doctor's office. I just turned 30. What kind of like, what is there a timer? In my oh, body? Well, you're done now. Like 30 yeah. and I'm just fucked. Like <laughs> what? No, but so, literally. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I see so many people that are like, oh, well, you know, and I'm just like, you can't be an expert in somebody's eyes until they put that on you. So until somebody's like, hey, you know, if I were going to start off in the gym, what would I do? Or if I were going to start trying to find a gym, what would you suggest? Until they say that, I'm keeping my mouth shut, which is like at the, at the same time, I'm like, let's go to the gym. Yeah. I didn't say it, you know, <laughs> so. But like leading by example and it's that just like makes me so pissed off about that doctor. That's like, you're 30. It's done. Cause like, it, it just makes me think of Susan Niebergall, right? Oh, no. Like in her sixties fucking shoulders. Like, I don't even know. Dude. It's wild. Genuinely. Susan was one of the first people. So she, this was three years ago and she started posting. She was like, it took me five years, like five years from when I really took this seriously to now was five years and I would never go back. And I remember initially, I was so sad that she was like five, I was like, five years. Oh, I'll never that's not it. that long though. It's not. And then my next thought, like right after I was like five years, I'll never make it was like, are you dying tomorrow? Like, what are you like? What right. do you, you won't make it. Well, why wouldn't you? And I, there's this quote that I've, I've had it pinging around in my head for a million years is never give up on something for the length of time it'll take. The time will pass anyway. And that is what popped into my head when I was thinking about Susan and Susan was like five years. That's what it took. And right after I had my, you know, pity party moment, I was like, all right, five years, five, five, I, I, I can give this five years. I've, I've, I can do five years and I'm not even five years in I'm three years in. And I'm like, man, I am, I'm definitely not quitting. Like I'm definitely, I can't wait to see what five years looks like. Like fuck five years is going to be from one to five years. is going to be monumental. And what I, I love that I don't think people understand enough. is like, it, like you said, if you build a baseline, you get to carry that with you. Like for so long, if you'll just get a baseline in, if you have nothing, yeah, it's going to be hard and you're going to fluctuate up and down if you don't have that baseline. But if you'll spend a couple of years really getting a good foundation in, it's something that'll change your life forever. Like, and, and barring maybe some severe accident that really changes your life in another way, you probably get to keep it, you know, like if you'll just work on, look at Arnold Schwarzenegger, that man is 74 years old. Like, right. 
That dude is still killing it. That guy is insane. So I'm like, don't quit. Just don't quit. I know we aren't all Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's not necessarily an attainable, you know, goal. We'd all anything. love to be Arnie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I want to high five the man. I really have like a vendetta. I need a picture of both of us doing this next to each other just because of how much smaller I am than him. <laughs> in my head makes that hysterical. I don't expect it to be funny to anybody else. I, I think it would be kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like just build your start now. Like it's like I said, the time's going to pass anyway. So in two years you could be somewhere and, and you're not going to start now because the length of time it's going to take like, then what is going to be your motivation? Like you have, you have to find a spot that you're just not going to take it anymore. And I think that spot's different for everybody. Like the point at which you're going to decide I am not taking this shit anymore uh, is different for everyone. And I think also when you get to that point, as long as what you decide to do is not quit, I think you're going to be fine. Like genuinely, like you just have to decide to stop taking it. And then you have to decide to not quit. And I know that sounds before anybody says it. I fucking know that is way easier said than done. It is simple. It is not easy. So don't even come for me with like, it's not that easy. I fucking know. Right. But do it anyway. <laughs> right. Because it's, if it's easy, it's, you know, I hate cliches, but here we go. If it's, if it's easy, it's probably not worth having. So, you know, you have to do the hard things in order to see the progress that you want to see. And yes, it's going to take a long time. And what's going to happen is in the first six months, you're going to see amazing progress. And you'll be like, holy shit, I could do this in six months. What's the next four and a half years going to look like? Because that's going to fucking blow me away compared to the six months. Yeah. So don't fucking give up. Like that is the entire theme of today is, don't give up that and like you can do hard things like Mm -hmm. don't sit there and tell yourself what what a a horrible thing to say to yourself is oh that's too hard for me like why is it though is it though yeah maybe it is i you know what i cannot currently pick up the corner of a car so that is (laughs) hard for me you know but like there are hard things that i can do that i would have never known i could have done if I hadn't really spent the last three years going, okay, actually, when I started this, just to be clear, I started my journey to prove that I couldn't actually, like, I was so fucked up in my head, I wouldn't be able to, but if I was going to say that, I had to prove it, and that mm. meant that I had to try as hard as I could, all of my efforts had to go into proving how fucked up I was, and wouldn't you know that by the end of three months, I realized real fast the only person in my way was me. Like the only person in my way was me. And after that, I was like, oh shit, I can actually get better. I've just spent a really long time believing the bullshit that other people told me. And I didn't have to do that. And, you know, yes, it was wrong for those people to do that to me. But, I, you know, at a certain point, especially when you're an adult, you have to start asking questions for yourself. And I think one of the, one of my favorite ones is, well, what do you want to have happen next? What do you want to have happen next? And if you want your life to be different, you have to do different things. Like you just have to. And if you're really unhappy with where you are and you just can't find a way to find goals and and meet them and get that motivation to do that with something else, weightlifting is so like the easiest thing to get started. Like you said, you're not going to be able to lift that much at first, but that first couple of months is going to be such a game changer that you're, your motivation is going to just go from like that to like, wow, I can fucking do this. And if you'll just take that energy and put it towards everything else in your life, I promise it's so much better. And I know I sound like one of those people that's like (laughs) the gym nut, but I swear to Jesus, I'm not. There are plenty of days where I'm like, I gotta go. But the minute I'm there, I'm like, oh man, I'm so glad I came. So, But you're so right. You have to, you have to make a change to actually see a change. Like, not just in, not just in fitness. Like, I don't know if you, if you hate your job, right? Like you got to do something to make it better. If you're in a shitty relationship, you got to do something to make it better. Yeah. Just don't feel fulfilled in life. You got to do something. Yep. So you can't just like sit there and expect things to change without taking action and doing the damn thing and not giving up on it. 
exactly. Find you a good group of people. Like, and I mean, you should have this anyway. And if you don't have friends in your life that are repping you and telling you you're doing a good job, you need new friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have no, none of my friends are into, into weightlifting. Well, that's not fair. Some of them are. But by and large, like my two closest friends, my three closest friends, they don't lift weights. They don't go to the gym. Like they don't do any of that. But they ask me, like, how's it going? Like, how's your goals going? Like, I love that. Oh my God, you that like, because they obviously, they if they aren't going to the gym, they are not dead lifting 225 pounds. And both of them are about my size. And they're like, what did you say? <laughs> and say, and I'm like, I'm telling you, just go. But like, just get some people in your life that will rep you. And like, you know, actually one of my friends lived with me during the pandemic and you know when jordan was putting out his body weight workouts i was super bummed about it not being weightlifting so i was like ah body weight whatever and she started like even though she doesn't work out every day she would wake up and be like i'm gonna message jordan and tell him you're not doing your programming and he probably isn't gonna see it but he might and he he you know he's 100 gonna say something to you if i message i was like god damn it so like i even told jordan i was like my friends are using you against me now, just so you know, <laughs> friends that I brought onto you, like would have never known about your existence. If I hadn't been like, this is my friend, uh, are now going, um, what would Jordan say? What would Susan say? And I'm like, that's rude. <laughs> would say, get my shit together and go do it, you know? So like get people that are gonna, that are gonna motivate you and really consider the people that are anybody that is like, oh my God, you go to the gym now. Like, you might want to really reconsider that friendship or that relationship, not maybe on the whole, but maybe you just don't talk to that person about that anymore. You know, like yeah. do not let somebody get in the way of what you want for yourself. There are going to be plenty of people that don't like it. I would literally, I would be weightlifting in my front yard and my mom would come out of my house. And this is not the best story of who my mom is as a person, but uh, she would see me do it weightlifting in the front yard. And she really like in her head, weightlifting was so dangerous She's like, you are going to hurt yourself. You are going to hurt yourself. And we are going to have to take you to the hospital. This is just Katie. I just cannot even believe. But now three years later, she's like, you look totally different. I was like, yes, that is because I didn't fucking listen to you telling me that I needed to come inside and do your fucking aerobics videos from the 80s. We didn't have a PR anymore, mom. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Get the step and the sweatbands out. One, dude, the whole nine, the leotard, the leg. Oh, the leotard. Like leg warmers. I'm talking like Google Jane Ireland. If you don't know who I'm talking about, just do a Google. It's I am definitely going to because I don't know who you're talking about. But like, I feel like as soon as I see her, I'll be like, oh, that motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yes, probably, probably. But yeah, just don't fucking quit. Find a spot, start there. Get, work with what you have get more as you go you will then build momentum like yeah when you start you might not have that much just fucking keep going couldn't have said it better myself and i think that is a fucking perfect note to end on yeah. just fucking keep going please please and please just find somebody i don't care you can message me i don't want to do it today okay cool let's talk about it i don't care like i i I don't like I once I found my group of motivating people, I'm like, dude, I, I it takes nothing. You need you need somebody to tell you to go to the gym today or you need somebody to tell you it was literally my job. Hey, I don't want to do that thing. I know I need to do. Hey, man. OK, well, what's going to be different if you don't do different things like you just have yeah. to know that for yourself? You heard it here first. If uh, if you need someone to motivate you, Katie's got you. <laughs> Message Katie. Katie, where can people find you? Um, I, I'm on Instagram. That's probably the best place to get in touch with me. Um, and that's, uh, at K L E I N E dot K T. So Kleine Katie just means little Katie in German. Um, and I have a TikTok, which is the same. I just never am on TikTok. So I fucking hate TikTok. I try and every once in a while I'm like, TikTok's fun. And then I'm like, why did I put all that effort into that? That literally got seen by no one. <laughs> so Yeah, it's wild. You can get like 12 views or like a million and there's yeah. no in between ever. <laughs> there's, there doesn't seem to be any in between. I'm like, whatever, man, it's fine. I'll, 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 I'll post it for the five people that'll see it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you reach those five people and it meant something to them, then you're doing good work. 
Exactly. So yeah, Instagram is definitely the best place to reach me. I'm I'm usually even if I'm not like even if I don't have a story, you know, I'm I'm there. So especially <laughs> if somebody messages me truly, like if you message me in a in a not great place, I'm gonna take the time. Like it's just important to me to do so. So yeah, for if sure. Anything I said resonated with you and you're just like, I need to talk to you more. Hit me up. I'm always here. There we go. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for coming on. Uh, this was Thanks a blast. For me, dude. I'm so glad you came on. And remember, if you're listening, don't fucking give up. Thank you yeah. for listening. <laughs>